Good morning, everybody. You know what it is today. It is Full Flex Friday here with Tyler, again on Spotify and on Instagram Live. Um, I can't help but smile right now. I don't know why I'm smiling. I'm, I guess I'm just happy to be here. I'm happy to express myself. I'm happy to share what's going on in my life, in my world, what we're up to this, these days. Um, and obviously it's only been a week since I've shared. So what could possibly happen in a week that needs to be shared? Well, a lot and a little. And what I mean by that is it feels like not a lot has happened, but a lot has happened. So I'm not sure what to really make of that feeling and, you know, do what you wish with that, that share. But, uh, just a quick update and where we are right now, what I'm dealing with and working with right now is Ashley and I are in Idlewild, California, and this is about 6,500 uh, feet of elevation and probably the biggest mountains you could find near or in between the LA, San Diego area. Um, go directly east of LA and you find these big mountains. Um, so we're here in our trailer. And uh, you know, we've received a lot of guidance and advice to pretty much avoid this place that we're at right now because of the possibility of it snowing and it being really cold here. And guess what? It snowed. <laughs> We've been here for less than a week and it snowed, I don't know, maybe two or three inches last night and our pipes have frozen. What this means is, is that we are no longer able to run water in our trailer. It also means that when your pipes freeze, if you guys didn't know this, Hmm, man, is this a physics conversation? When water freezes, it expands. If you have water in your pipes, they can expand and break. Wow, that was profound physics uh, lesson there, I know. Um, do what you will with it, but yeah, we were not fully prepared for it. We're literally right in the middle of figuring this out. We're going to take our dirty dishes up to the functioning bathroom at this RV resort to do those dishes. And, uh, you know, we'll let you know. Keep an eye out on the social medias to see whether or not our pipes broke or not. Um, we'll keep you in the loop. And I'm pretty hopeful. I'm, I think we're going to be okay. 
I don't think anything broke, but you know, I'm a little bit naive like that sometimes. So it is beautiful here. I'll say that the snow is super fun. I mean, you know, the porters jumping around in it, our dog, and you know, it's fun to play in and we're sliding around a little bit, but obviously a little bit concerning with the trailer. So that's where we are. That's what we're dealing with right now. And the things I want to talk about today are as follows. I want to talk about niching down as an entrepreneur and how I feel about that. I want to talk about tradition based on the holidays coming up, uh, Christmas, you know, Thanksgiving has passed, what tradition means to me and you know, what it might mean to you. And I also want to talk about New Year's resolutions because that is also coming up not too long from now. What is today? Like the 10th? You got about two or three weeks for these big holidays and year to come to a finale. So again, thanks for joining me. Here we go. Anti-niche. Oh, did I just say anti-niche? I mean niching. So when you go on social media, if you follow any mm, business entrepreneurs or um, follow people that are really trying to give a lot of advice on Instagram about how to gain a following, gain an audience. Hey, and maybe this is just directed at me and I'm, I'm, I'm chewing on what the algorithm is giving me. Maybe you don't get that. Maybe you don't see that in your feed. I don't know. The whole algorithm thing definitely still confuses me and that could be why I'm thinking this way and feeling this way. So in general, the way I feel about niching means that you are focusing on delivering a message very clearly and staying essentially in your lane about what your expertise is or what your message is. And I can, I can see how based on what I know about the Instagram al algorithm is that the algorithm wants to know what your message is so that it can send your content to the people that are looking for your message or your kind of message. So there's some sort of like matchmaking process going on. So if you make a lot of content or you're posting a lot of videos and photos and uh, lessons and lives and whatever, and it's all over the place, meaning like you have your cats and you have your business and you have yourself water skiing and blah, blah, blah. You have yourself doing all these different kinds of things. Instagram doesn't really know what you're creating or essentially it's confused. The algorithm is confused in some way about what you're creating. So it's not going to really know where to send your stuff and who's going to want to see it. As far as like, you know, making Instagram proficient, I get it. I understand how like you want people to see the things they want to see. And you know, they're, they're helping us air quotes, helping us get our content and our message to the right people. Let me tell you what my problem is with the algorithm and with niching. Um, in my opinion, all of us, have many dimensions, many dynamics, many opinions, and many skills. I don't know anybody who does just one thing and enjoys doing just one thing. Ashley, for example, she has her handmade goods business where she makes beeswax candles. She makes skincare products. 
Those aren't the same thing. They're kind of in the home and health realm, but they're not the same thing. But guess what? She also really loves to paint and to draw. And at the beginning of her starting her business, she would actually bring her, her art to her events and sell her art and sell her candles and sell her skincare and sell her chapstick, lip healer. She would sell all of these things because they were things that she really enjoyed offering. But the advice given to this entrepreneurial world is maybe just pick one thing and master it and then offer that. And I've noticed that in Ashley and I've noticed this urge in myself of wanting to pick one message or one offering and just offer it so people understand what I'm creating and what I'm giving to the world. But I am as, man, ADD, call it what you want, as it comes when it comes to the things that I'm interested in. Growing up, it was hilarious. I would have these seasons of interest and it would go from being obsessed with snowboarding in the winter, completely forgetting about everything else and just watching YouTube videos of snowboarding, watching, you know, all the videos that came out about snowboarding, blah, 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 getting all the snowboard gear, going snowboarding and so on. My interest was completely snowboarding in winter. I forgot about everything else. And then, hey, guess what? Summer comes around. And now it's time to wakeboard. And oh my God, I am obsessed with wakeboarding now. I watch all the YouTube videos about wakeboarding. I you know, try to learn everything I can about wakeboarding. I'm completely obsessed and involved in wakeboarding. You get where I'm going here and how my interests have shifted. Maybe you've noticed this in yourself. Have you noticed how sometimes you feel yourself really involved and really excited about one thing and you really want to master it, you really want to learn it, and then a couple months go by and it fizzles out. Have you seen this in yourself? Well, I've seen it myself through my entire life. Now, that's when it comes to just like fun stuff, what my interests have been over the years, but as far as a practitioner of sorts, I am literally a holistic lifestyle coach, okay? The word holistic means complete or approaching an individual as a whole of many parts. And those parts consist of all of the aspects of health, like nutrition, like movement and exercise, like sleep, like emotional and mental states, all of these things play a role in health. So if I'm a holistic coach and I'm trying to guide somebody into finding their better health and feeling complete and whole within themselves, it's literally, you know, not what a holistic coach does. The the holistic coach and what I pride myself in doing is approaching people where they're at and having just enough skills to be able to allow them to gain progress in the, the areas that they might need to. Now, let's say somebody has some sort of nutrient deficiency and there needs to be a, a longer conversation. There needs to be blood work done and so on. This is where the depth of a holistic coach in most cases ceases. And that is where a great holistic coach will then refer the patient and client to somebody who's much more specialized, 
like a functional medicine doctor, nutritionist, dietitian, things like that. So with that, I have a hard time, and not only that, but like in all the realms of fitness as well, um, I find that things like CrossFit are appropriate at certain times. I feel like things like Eldoas are appropriate at certain times. And what I'm, what I'm saying is, is all the ways that we can move our body as well can be appropriate and fun and, you know, um, able to be applied at certain times in our, in our fitness and health process as well. So with my interest being in being able to offer a lot of different things, uh, it doesn't suit the Instagram algorithm. I post a lot of fitness stuff, a lot of different kinds of fitness stuff. It's not just, you know, CrossFit. It's not just therapeutic fitness and LDOs. It's not just self-myofascial release. It's not just anything else. It's all of these things. And that is what can be confusing to the algorithm and what every entrepreneur is saying not to do. So this is the beginning of my anti-niche rebellion. I am going to niche down in spreading the message of being anti-niche. And the reason for this is not so much as just being rebellious for its sake of being rebellious, but I truly believe that we all have these unique parts of ourselves, unique interests. And if you're trying to focus in on one thing for the sake of Instagram or any other social media, then essentially what you're doing is you're denying the parts of yourself that also want to be expressed on a social platform. So my encouragement to myself in the presence of you is to stay true to all of your interests, Tyler, (laughs) stay true to all of my interests and allow myself to post and share and teach everything and anything that is true to my heart at that current moment in time. And this is going to be enough. It's going to be enough for those witnessing my content and witnessing my process. And the Instagram algorithm is not my concern. So let's roll on anti-niche crowd. Show me how many different things you're interested in. Because in my opinion, this is who we really are. All right, so anti-niche, done with that. And I want to move on to traditions. So my perspective on traditions is twofold in a way. I think they're great. I think they make us feel safe. I think they allow our mind to find comfort in the important times of the year. We can rely on the end of the year coming around and seeing our family. We can rely on the end of the year and know that there's going to be a time of joy or time of sharing food, of sharing presents, and so on. It's a time of connection as well. When we come together with our families, it's a time we can rely on being able to connect with our families and our friends because maybe we have time off or we're traveling to see our family and friends. But why can't you do these things at any other time of year? I guess you can. I'm sure you do. I definitely do. 
But why do we need such ingrained practices around the holidays? Do you find yourself needing your tradition to feel happy around the holidays? And it's okay if you do. I totally understand this. And maybe even a better question is, can you recall a time in your life when your traditions changed and maybe family changed? I'll reflect on this for myself. And I'm not, not the only one who's gone through these things, but when your parents divorce, when my parents divorce, this was obviously the biggest shift in what traditions would look like for me. So around the time of the event, of, of course, the traumatic event, there's a lot of trauma around what the holidays would mean to me going forward. And this is certainly something I've carried with me. So is our need for tradition a need for keeping things solid and grounded in our state of mind? Think to a time when maybe either your parents got divorced or you maybe you lost a family member and the day, maybe it was Christmas, maybe it was Thanksgiving, didn't feel the same. Maybe there was sadness. Maybe there was a sense of emptiness of some sort, like something was missing. Whatever it is, just recognize that for yourself as I am for myself. A big one for me as well, aside from my parents divorcing, was when I lost my grandfather. And he wasn't there for that first Christmas afterwards. You can't replace these gaps and holes when the traditions attempt to continue on. But what you can do is adapt and make new traditions. It might not feel the same because there was a continued ceremony there for a while. But maybe you can choose to recreate and reestablish something new for yourself. And this is precisely what Ashley and I are doing. We are on the road. We are not going to be home with our families this Christmas. And it's actually the second Christmas in a row where I will not be home with my family. So as hard as it might be for especially my family, and certainly for myself, I am recreating what I want tradition to look like for myself. Now, it doesn't look the same because last year I was in Hawaii and this year I'm in a snowy mountaintop scenery. But what Ashley and I are doing as we create our own lives is figuring out what we want tradition to look like for ourselves and for the family that we're going to create. So maybe what I'm saying is allow yourself to play outside of your typical tradition and see if you can find something that feels fun for you, something that can be adapted within your traditions. Maybe add something on to your typical traditions. Maybe see if your family wants to travel with you for a holiday that you don't typically travel for. Play with newness because guess what, people? <laughs> 
the reality of this experience in this universe is that change is constant. And at some point, your family traditions will change. And I know that can be hard to grasp and tackle and understand completely, but that's just how it is. So if you can find a playful way to add adaptation, add a way of you rolling with the punches of how things change and apply that to your traditions going forward, you might be able to have fun with that. Maybe approach holidays and tradition in a, what's the word I'm thinking of? A preemptive approach to how things are inevitably going to change. And people might not like that. Family might not like that. A part of you might not like that, and that's okay. You're not supposed to like everything, but change is going to help that growth. All right, y'all, so we are done with tradition. Maybe I provoked some thought there. I know I am provoking thought within myself for sure. All right, and our last topic for the day is New Year's resolutions. I put a poll out on Instagram a few days ago about this, asking people whether or not they buy into them or not. And I think I received a man, at least like 150% no's relative to the yeses. Meaning most people did not either like or buy into New Year's resolutions. And I get that. I get it because what I heard from a lot of people is that what they don't like about it is that it's commercialized. Everybody does it every every year and it's this thing that everybody has to do because society and culture says that they have to do it. So I can totally see how there might be some some judgment of that, how people see the masses need to do New Year's resolutions just because it's the first of the year. And then there's the other side of people who like the the first of the year and New Year's Eve as a symbolic representation of starting out over in some way or of uh, starting something new. And I'm down with both of these big time because I don't think that everybody should do anything because everybody says that we should do it on this day. I don't think that everybody should do a New Year's resolution because society says that's the day to do it. Some people said, yeah, if you have a goal, if you have a resolution, if you want to make a change, do it right now. Awesome. I'm down with that too. And I also recognize the fact that sometimes people can't and will not do things right now or in this present moment because a part of them is just not ready. So in the case of this person, if looking forward to and mentally preparing themselves to make a change on that symbolic day is what's going to work for them, great. I think that's awesome for them and that's what they should do. And this could be their birthday, this could be New Year's Eve, it could be anything, whatever. It doesn't matter the day, it's what it means to them. And then as far as the 
the symbolic approach to what that day means to us, I think it's interesting to notice how we've chosen that day, a uh, really just another day, in my opinion, is the day that we're going to make the change. For some reason, our culture has decided it's a new year, and therefore I am a new person or a new self. There's this correlation there that I'm not sure where exactly that came from, but that would be my guess is, okay, new year, new self, and I'm okay with that. Now, it doesn't mean that we should forget who we were as we enter this new year. You're not going to be able to leave that part of yourself behind. But if there are things that you want to let go of as you enter the new year and shed as you enter and leave the previous year behind, then symbolically that makes sense to me as well. So what I'm getting at here is that it, whatever time works for you to be able to make a choice for yourself that might allow you to live a healthier and happier life, that is the moment in time that you should choose. That is the moment in time I will choose. I think for myself, you know, I, I, every day I, I, I consider, I contemplate, I write what I want to do that day, what I want to do at the beginning of each week. I have certain goals that are constantly reforming and changing as I, as I progress through my life. But for some reason, I sim there's a part of my mind that does like the symbolism behind 1-1 one, one New Year. And for me, I'll share. Yeah, let's get personal. Let's consider what I want for 2022. Things that I'm going to start to embody far before the first of the year. I'm already thinking this. I'm putting this out into my field. And this is what I'm going to create from for myself. My intent, and I talked about this last week about intent versus intentions. If you're just listening to this podcast and don't understand what intent and intentions are, or the differences, go back to last Full Flex Friday. So my intent for 2022. How am I going to show up? and be in 2022. <sighs> I intend on carrying with myself a feeling of wholeness as I enter the year, what this wholeness means to me is that I'm content with where I am right now. And with that contentment, there is also excitement. An excitement for the things that are going to come into my life. The things. I'll reframe that. The things that I'm going to create for my life by my own choice. 
and as woo-woo and lame as it sounds, I want to live 2022 as lovingly as I can for myself, for Ashley, for my family, for this experience I'm living in. I want to show up feeling whole, feeling excited, and feeling loved and loving. And that's how I'm going to walk into the new year. That's my intent. My intentions, meaning more of where I want to to go, the places I want to get to in the new year, I want to... And this is happening already, but I want to travel this country and see as many intricate and delicate parts of it as I can. I want to establish and create amazing online community, online business, online support online content. I want to learn how to support people as well as I can through this modality. I'm not sure exactly what that looks like yet, but things like the journey into self course will certainly embody that vision. And I want to recklessly Love, respect, and appreciate every person I get to experience in 2022. That means Ashley. That means every stranger I meet. That means my family that's at home. I want to show more love to them than I ever have in my entire life in the year of 2022. So, I just showed a little bit of my heart there. Hopefully... Well, not hopefully. That is what it is. There it is. And I look forward to hearing about what your new way of being is, whether that be on the new year, whether that be before the new year, or whether it be after the new year. I look forward to hearing and seeing what changes, what progress, what things you might learn about yourself, how you might grow going forward. And I love you all. Thank you for listening. Whether it be on Spotify or Instagram, thank you. And I will see you next week. We have a couple podcasts coming out next week. So keep an eye out for those. And what else? Yeah, we'll let you know if our pipes unfreeze and we're able to use our running water and Again, always keep an eye out on social media for what we're up to. Um, Yeah, and if you have any questions about anything that's going on with us, find us on there. Love you guys. Have a great Friday and a great weekend. Peace.